Welcome to the Spreading Success Podcast, bringing you the best habits, routines, and strategies from the most elite entrepreneurs in the game to help you find your path to success. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Alex Quinn. Alex, how are you doing today, man? Bro, thank you so much. I'm doing great. Really, really happy to be here, bro. Yeah, me and me too. And honestly, I saw you at the uh, the Hamptons Mastermind, and that's really where we connected. And I saw your story. I saw what you were doing, and I was like, man, I really have to get this guy on this podcast. He's not doing something that a lot of other people are doing with e-commerce and dropshipping. He's got like a different angle on what he's doing, and I definitely want to get into your story. And we definitely will dive very deep into what you do and provide tons and tons of value for the audience. But let's just start out with, for the listeners that are not familiar with you, can you kind of provide them with a 60-second snapshot on what you're currently doing right now? Yeah. So guys, again, my name is Alex Quinn. I build brands. I'm a brand builder. I'm a marketer. I scale companies. What I basically do is I analyze what a company has going on, what they've done in the past, what they're doing now, what they're going to do in the future. And I pretty much build a marketing strategy around it, whether it's local, national, or global. We pretty much tackle every aspect of marketing digital marketing, traditional marketing, content marketing, influencer marketing, content creation, copy, SEO, anything that really, we just do a full stack marketing strategy, right? So I'm a consultant, I consult for big brands. And when big brands need everything tackled, then I leverage my agency. I have an advertising agency called UADV. So UADV is able to tackle those, those clients, all those big projects. And then if the client doesn't necessarily need it because they already have a team, but they just need kind of like the proper guidance, then I'll go ahead and I mentor them or, you know, um, just pretty much provide provide the service. So that that's what I do. I I pretty much grow companies. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into more of the whole UAD uh, kind of business and how you got into it a little bit later. But I want to quickly transition into kind of your early life and how you got started with everything. So can you t- kind of take us back to your middle school and high school years? Were you always an entrepreneur? How were your grades? Just kind of take us back to that time period. Yeah, I was always an entrepreneur. Uh, I was always pretty aware. So I mean, I paid attention in class. It always got good grades. I was always on top of everything, but I was always working. I had an entrepreneurial spirit. So you, you would have always caught me in class, like in middle school or high school, selling sodas or bracelets or candy mm-hmm. or anything I really needed in order to make some money to buy myself a nice lunch or, you know, have a nice phone or whatever it is that I wanted to do. And, you know, I wanted to help my parents out. You know, we didn't have every single resource in the world. So, you know, I had to contribute. So that's what I did. And I always wanted to make money. I always wanted to, you know, to start a business, have an operating mm-hmm. business, see, see that what I was doing was working. And I did it from a young age. I, I remember doing business since I was like seven years old, man. So it's been, it's been, it's been quite the journey. I'm 25 now. So it's been, it's been quite some time. Yeah, man, that's crazy. And usually for the majority of guests that I have, and I ask them what specifically put them on to entrepreneurship, they usually say a Ty Lopez ad. So I'm hoping it was not the same for you, but what specifically, or was there anything specifically that you're like, man, this guy's doing it, or I see this business and I want to kind of replicate what they're doing? No, nobody. It was just internal? It was just me. I, I, um, at most, I, I have to definitely credit my family. My, my family, you know, have a family of entrepreneurs, some more successful than others. Um, and my grandparents, my grandparents had businesses, my, my parents, like just seeing them work. It was just my family, man. I'm, I'm not, 
look, man, I'm not really motivated by any other big guys out there. I think they're great. I think they're really, really cool. I, I like their messaging. I do learn a lot from it, but my core motivation, my core drive comes from how I was uh, like raised. Mm-hmm. Th- those values were instilled in me from a long time ago. They weren't from an ad and there's nothing wrong with people that are influenced by an ad and it changes their life. Good that they took the mm-hmm. initiative. But for me, this, th- this was something that came, came with my upgrade upbringing. Mm-hmm. And man, you're really lucky because a lot of people do not have that kind of support from their family. People nope. who come from entrepreneurs. That's something that I'm obviously dealing with right now. My dad is an entrepreneur. My mom is like full nine to five, which is which is okay. You know, everyone has their own preferences. But yeah, it's definitely something that's not easy. So you kind of lucked out in that situation. I did. And I cannot, I cannot complain. But you know what? I've also, you know, I've also been a leader. You know, I've been a leader in my business and I've also worked with a lot of people that their their family or their parents or their boyfriend or their girlfriend may not support what they're doing. So I see what it is directly because it affects business directly. When when people are not supporting you, that that takes a toll on you, man. You know, mm-hmm. No matter how tough you try to be, if people aren't supporting you, it's tough. But it's more important to surround yourself with people who do believe in you. So when people send you that bad vibe, the people that are around you are giving you a good vibe and it cancels it out. Mm-hmm. So it's just surrounding yourself with people like, people who uplift you. That's why we have our trademark hustle inspires hustle. And that's why we push hustle inspires hustle. Why we push our podcast, why we push our, our events everywhere that we do events and every initiative that we have, because we want to spread that type of message. I understand that, that, you know, I'm very blessed that I have support from family, but I do know that people have it tough out there, but it's still not an excuse mm-hmm. just because that, that worked out for me. doesn't mean that other things that, that other things or everything else didn't go right. There's things that go wrong in all of our lives. It's just mm-hmm. about how we address those issues. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, your family was, was really supporting you, but when you were kind of younger and just getting started, were there any friends that didn't support you that you kind of cut off and how did that process go for you? It's, Maybe it's just a little weird because of the way that I move. Uh, and I, I guess I attract a lot of, of, of positive attention and also negative attention. And it's due to the fact that I'm always on the move and everything that I'm always working on, I'm laser focused on it and making it its best. So people tend to gravitate towards it, right? So I've always had support. I'm sure I've had doubters, but maybe they keep it behind closed doors, but nobody actually ever has the balls to tell me up front, like, hey, you're not going to do this because they know that if they tell me that I'll go and I'll crush it. Just like in everything else I do. I drop a podcast, it's trending. I drop a podcast, I have the best guests. I drop a Jiffy account, it's trending worldwide. Uh, my GIFs are higher than Gary Vaynerchuk's. Uh, I, I, could go down the, I could go down a list of things that I've accomplished that it's just like, how are you going to stop me? But the only way people could actually stop you is by surrounding yourself with people who are envious, jealous, don't really want to help, have like bad like motives. That that's really the problem. Not mm-hmm. people, not people believing in me or talking shit, but people being around me having bad motives. That's and and it, this just this doesn't happen to me. It happens to all types of people. You have mm-hmm. to see who's around you because the people that are, sometimes the people that are around you are the ones that are actually conspiring against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You know how they say it, it's actually very true. It doesn't mean that you have to be paranoid all the time, but you have to be a self-aware individual, watch people's actions, watch how they talk, watch how they respond, watch how they help you, watch how they don't watch how they feel when you tell them something positive. Like you have an accomplishment and you share it with somebody and they stay quiet. You should, that's, that speaks mm-hmm. more than any word could ever speak. And it's just little things that you got to learn along the way that will teach you and tell you, Hey, like this is maybe an energy that you don't want to be around. And it just, mm-hmm. go, it just comes with experience. Yeah. Like for me, when I started the podcast, like, they knew, my, my friends and family, they knew I had a podcast, but were they listening to it? 
not really. I mean, they they were like kind of like supporting me in that way. But when it came to like actually supporting me and like kind of like actually caring about what I'm doing, not not much. Not many of them really, you know, dive into what you're doing care because at the end of the day, everyone has their own stuff and they're really worried yeah. about themselves. And we can't take it personally. Like, yeah. look, I dropped the podcast. I'm sure a bunch of people haven't heard my podcast. And people, like I said, people have shit going on. Sometimes strangers support you more than other than exactly. your close people do. But then again, you know, for business, you do want your family to support. But at the end of the day, you want to have that family relationship. Yeah. So business shouldn't really influence that. Like a lot of people get mad their family doesn't support them in business. We get it. It, it, it has to suck, you know. Mm-hmm. But whatever, man. Like you're not going to please everyone, you know? Yeah. You're not, you're really not. You got to do you. And as long as it's working for other people and those people are engaging, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Family, leave the family thinks the family and leave the business to business. And if you happen to have it mixed and try your best to make it work, but you mm-hmm. just gotta, you just gotta be realistic of how things really are. Yeah. And obviously you've had that support system, like you said, very kind of unique situation. So through that support system, what was really the process like how did you come up with uadv what was the process how did you get started with it well i've always been a marketer and i've always like doing campaigns to to grow brands so that's what i did right out of high school i started doing marketing work became marketing director of a company and then while i was doing that what with for that same company i had a side hustle when i was chauffeuring and i was inspired to become a pretty much an advertising agency owner by the person i was chauffeuring who owns a very very big advertising agency multi-billion dollar advertising agency that really showed me hey this guy did it i could do it too we're all humans if it's attainable and it exists it means that we could have it there's no excuse as to why we can't if, if there's a private jet if there's a car if there's a person you want to be around if there's a house you want to buy a building anything a clothing article um anything you could possibly want it's attainable you just mm-hmm. because it exists and the, and the fact the sheer fact that it exists it means that you could go get it and that's the way that i always thought about it so i was inspired I was inspired by people around me. I was inspired by what I was doing. And I said, you know what? Let me start. Like, I'm already doing marketing. I'm mm-hmm. already doing marketing for people, but I'm not really selling it as an agency. I'm kind of just like doing freelance work. So I set up an agency. I got an office. I started closing clients, uh, you know, started hiring employees little by little. And before you knew it, we had a big, you know, we had a big agency, multiple offices doing projects for clients all around the world. And it was just a matter of staying focused and consistent, bringing in good talent, continuously researching, continuously learning that because in marketing, one thing may work today and tomorrow may not. So you got to be on the forefront of it. And mm-hmm. for me going to college, you know, I learned a lot, but in college, they're not teaching you, you know, or they're not doing the best job at teaching you the current things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Because, because the professors are teaching you something from like 10, 20 years back. And if it's a new professor, then they're just probably teaching something from last year. But what was working last year on Facebook ads may not work this year. Mm-hmm. And what's working last year on chatbots may not work right now. And SEO structures may change and things change. So is a core education important? Absolutely. But you got to continuously be involved in learning, which is what I did. I went to events. I got mentors. I got courses. I, I was always learning. So mm-hmm. it was a process of growing the agency. But it, it pretty much uh, it rooted from me being inspired by others and from from my own motivation and knowing that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like you said, all all your marketing things you, you've been experienced. You just wanted to branch out. That entrepreneurial bug that you had inside of you is finally time. You know, branch out on your own. But obviously, a lot of people have that bug inside of them. But m- most of them obviously fail. So, what were some initial obstacles when you got started with the whole UADV, the whole marketing agency? And how did you overcome them? And how, and how can other people overcome similar problems that you faced? 
well, everybody's going to fail. Mm-hmm. Every single successful person you've ever met or will meet or will hear about failed. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Nobody had a perfect run. Impossible. No athlete, not LeBron, no one. Nobody had a perfect run. Mm-hmm. Not Drake, not anyone. Everybody had issues, obstacles, shit that happened while you got in the way. The most important thing is to recognize those issues and those things that kind of screwed, screwed your momentum and then learn from them in order for the next time that something like that comes your way, you're able to pivot you're able to dodge it. You're able to overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. For me, one of the biggest things as an agency owner was being able to onboard a client, meaning signing a client and then managing communication and workflow. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the best setup at first. You know, there's a, you have like for my business, you have to use tools. You have to use Slack. You have to use Asana. You have to use Dropbox. You have to use reporting tools. You have to use spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I didn't have. I kind of just would, you know, when I first started, would just close a client. I would do all the work. Don't get me wrong. But the way I was doing it internally, like they were getting the results, the client, but internally I was going through a nightmare and it was just very frustrating because it was hard for me to keep track of things and delegating and, and efficiency for each uh, employee and, and payouts and, and payroll and, and commissions and all these things. And I, I was kind of just like trying to figure it all myself, like in my head or writing it down or, or like having it on a Google doc, but you have to use systems. If you're in a business and you're going through obstacles or you're noticing that there's a lot of things that you're doing on a, on a weekly, monthly, or daily basis that you're recurrently doing, that's something that you could delegate. That's something that I've always learned from one of my buddies, John Saunders. He's a digital marketer. Mm-hmm. If there's something in your workflow that you're doing more than once, it means that you can make a training for it. You can make a workflow for it, automate it, and then delegate it. And if you can't delegate it because you're not ready to delegate it, at least you have a workflow that's ready to be delegated when the time comes. So for any business, it's just a matter of, of, of having a process. Like how is your process once you begin the job? First you do this, then you do this, then you do that. And in between this and that, this project takes a week. Then after that, this one takes three days and you measure everything. Everything has to be measured and calculated. That way when you take on a job, you're able to say, okay, well, this is going to take me about two weeks. Uh, it's going to go through this, 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 and that process. These are the setbacks that we could foresee therefore we're going to charge accordingly etc 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 so it's just a matter of learning and then not being afraid to go and ask others for help like hey what do you think about this or people in your industry even like sometimes your competition you know there's friendly competition i have a bunch of friends that own agencies mm-hmm. that do work and i do the same work but we help each other we bounce ideas off each other when i'm having an issue i'll run it by them hey, they'll be like hey do this or hey do that so mentorship is very important along with experience and actually going to want to learn, reading books, going to courses, mentorship from actual people is very important. So mastermind groups, events like the Netcom mastermind, which we were at, a lot of things like that are what really help you scale your business. Mm-hmm. You just got to go out and take action. Yeah. And something that you talked about with the whole, the whole systems of processes, I know that's what Ravi was talking about at the whole Hamptons event and about how, you know, like you said, if you could do something more than once, or if you're doing it, then you can outsource it, whether that be through a VA or an assistant. And I know you're really taking advantage of that. I see even at the Hamptons mastermind, you had a few people working with you. So it's just really important that if there's something that you like you think that you should be delegating that you should delegate it as fast as you can obviously when like you said when people are just getting started it's not easy to just drop money and just start uh, allocating things to different people but you have to really start get started with that as soon as possible and in terms of what you do on a daily basis like I, I've seen some some of the some of your work and you're really doing everything like in terms of the the marketing and the public speaking and the Forbes, you're really doing a lot. So if someone wants to kind of replicate what you do, maybe with the marketing industry or just do what you do in general with your hustle, 
can you just kind of walk us through a day in the life of what it takes to run, for example, UADV? Yeah, well, it's one of the hardest things for me is waking up early. (laughs) I try to wake up as early as I can between 5 and 7 a.m. every day, if possible, depending on how late that previous night went. Uh, I read as soon as I wake up. I read books related to my industry always. So if I'm podcasting, I'm reading books about podcasting. If I'm, you know, if I'm public speaking, I'm reading books about public speaking. If I'm growing my agency, I'm reading books about that, learning books about self-development. You know, once I'm done with that, then I'll go in and I'll read the world news uh, by category. So I have the Google, I have the Google news app and it's the categories by uh, trending United States, world technology, health. So throughout the day, about probably like four, three to four times a day, sometimes even five, I'll read the world news to see everything that's going on around the world like all the major news, right? So in the morning, you know, once I do that first read, once I finish that, you know, obviously I get ready and have my breakfast and then um, I jump into on, to my computer and check Asana. Asana is my project management platform where I can see how all the projects are going and it helps you keep track of everything with portfolios. So it shows you efficiencies, milestones, all types of things. I see who's messing up, what tasks are overdue, I'm able to reach out to my employee saying, hey, why are you backed up? Where can I help you? Where can I do this? Where can I do that? And I pretty much manage that company by company, by project by project by project. And then once I do that, obviously, once I've gone through that whole list, there's a bunch of things that need to be addressed. So then they're either delegated or taken care uh, of immediately. And then I have to leave a room open for, you know, client calls or, or podcasts like what I'm doing right now. Uh, like today, we have three podcasts, you know. So today's pretty crazy because today's actually my dad's birthday. So I had, I had to, you know, wake up early, do went go to sleep late last night, do a bunch of work, wake up early, do a bunch of work, um, check on the agency. I, I have three podcasts. Uh, I have, I have a dinner. I, I have to run all the businesses. Uh, we have a few personal projects that we're working on. So it's like, it's constantly like getting pulled in every direction. And then the only way to really contain that is just to use project management tools. Like it's not rocket science. Just put your projects on Asana do spreadsheets, keep track of things, create milestones. Asana is a really great tool, like really, really great tool for, for people, anyone, anyone, whether it's for personal growth, whether it's for business growth, keep track of your goals. The second you write them down is the second they become a thing. I don't know if you follow Charlie Rocket on Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. Charlie, the law of attraction. He's onto something, you know, he, mm-hmm. he really knows what he's talking about and he's really manifesting the things that he wants to do and he's keeping them organized. Just like him, there's many other people doing it, but it's just a matter of going to do it. No matter how small the project is, no matter how minimal menial you think the task is, you could do it. Even if it's three things, write them down, mm-hmm. make yourself accountable, put a due date on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you're going to be one step closer to what you want to do. And then you're going to start seeing results, but it all starts with actually helping yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. The whole project management, that's something that a lot of people kind of overlook. They're like, Oh, we don't have to be so professional. We can just get it done. We, like, cause a lot of people spend more time planning than they do actually working. And that's when the balance kind of messes up and that's where they actually start failing because they're not actually taking action. They're just like some people, they want to make a whole business plan and go all in detail and everything, which is fine. But then they, they, all their energy, all their, their time and effort is wasted planning and not actually kind of taking action and putting in the work that it takes. Exactly. And you know, it's great to have a business plan, but also like we were talking before, things change, marketing strategies change, businesses shift. So you can't be so stuck on business plan, business. Plan. You got to be able to pivot. Like, like, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. things are going to change and you're, you're going to have to adjust your business plan or your workflow. And it, it, it only happens through action and actually doing it. 
the one thing I do recommend always is, you know, before you onboard a client or take on a project, make sure they have the structure of the workflow to actually do it. Because, you know, a lot of people usually take a job just because they want money and then they do a bad job and it ruins their reputation. So was that little bit of money worth your reputation? That's a question you have to ask yourself. Sometimes it's better to wait a little bit longer and bet bet on your patience, but deliver a good product that's going to give you great social proof, great reviews, and a great reputation in the industry for you to be able to tackle even bigger projects instead of going uphill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously what you do with the whole marketing agency and UADV, it's definitely something that's becoming more and more popular with online advertising, just exploding relative to newspaper ads and things like billboards. So for any listener here, that's like, wow, Alex just inspired me. I want to do what he's doing. I want to create a marketing agency. What is like the first step that someone needs to take when they want to start doing what you're doing? It's very hard, but doesn't mean you can't do it. What I would do if I was like, if it was me starting from zero right now, I would concentrate on one service. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of them now because I've been in this for a very long time. So I'm an expert in pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always learning probably not everything, but most of, most of the things out right now. I'd say concentrate on one thing. If you're passionate about creating graphic designs, create a graphic design agency if that's what you want to do. If you're passionate about SEO, create just an SEO agency so you're the best at that one. Mm -hmm. Once you're the best at that one, then you're able to maybe branch out a little bit more. But Mm -hmm. if you're looking to start an agency, the best thing you could do is become a rock star at one service. Mm -hmm. One service. Maybe you're a rock star at SEO or Facebook ads, but make sure you're the best at it. Go to conferences, take courses, try your own stuff, use one, maybe one of your own personal projects or companies as a case study, and then go reach out and do it, to, uh, do it for people. Mm-hmm. Because you want to have that experience under your belt. Or you just want to be transparent with your client saying, hey, look, I don't have all the experience in the world. I'm willing to do this for you know, a fairly smart, smaller amount of money. We're both going to help each other, but it's just being transparent. You don't want to go and close a massive client when you don't really have the infrastructure because it's going to backfire on you. Mm-hmm. And do you believe starting out working for free because i know that's controversial some people say you know you're worth a lot more than that some people say it's good for the experience in the case study so what's your opinion on that just starting out my opinion is if that you don't have any background any experience any track record then i don't want to hear from you mm-hmm. no nobody wants to hear from you unless they've heard of you mm-hmm. that's something that one of my friends stoss uh, over at mph club here in miami always talks about and it's people don't want to hear from you unless they've heard about you so if you're coming into a conversation all entitled when you don't have shit under your belt why in the hell would somebody pay you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, why would they do that? Why in the right? Oh, so you've never done anything. You don't have anything to show me. You're claiming you're going to give me all these results. And then you're demanding that I give you money and trust you with my business that I've built over the last 10, 15 years. Are you absolutely out of your mind? Yeah. You got to do it for free. If you don't have any track record, mm-hmm. it's, it's as simple as that. And if you don't want to do it for free, then go get a nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five, but that nine to five will pay you, give you the experience and maybe prepare you. Mm-hmm. you'll get paid to learn. But if you don't, if you don't have that experience, and even nine to five, nobody's going to trust you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to trust you. And if they do, you have, you're very lucky, but chances are they won't. Yeah. So we're left with what I've been talking about, just educating yourself to the point to where you could reach out to someone, say, Hey, look, I noticed that your business is lacking here, 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 and there. Let me do a trial run for you. Let's see how we work together over the next month, two months, three months. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after you see some results, we could talk about compensation. Mm-hmm. now you got their attention that's yeah. not the only way to do it like for example me i don't have to do that i don't have to prove myself to anybody i have a track record i've grown companies i've grown my own companies i am my own case study everything that is around me has scaled so if somebody tries to come and tell me hey do work for free then i just know they're just a giant waste of my time because they have 
the re- they could call anyone for a reference. They have the metrics, they have the case studies, they have everything. They're just beating around the bush. They don't, maybe they don't really have the money and they're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Then you have to recognize that as well. You're going to get to a point where you're going to realize, all right, I have the skill. I have the track record. I have the knowledge. It's time for me to demand, like be reasonable, but demand, demand that my, mm-hmm. my work and my time is respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, gonna know. you're internally going to know. Nobody yeah. can really tell you when you're ready. You, you know. Yeah. It comes with the confidence, obviously, once you start working with a lot of clients, you start getting the feel, the confidence that, man, like, I'm not inexperienced. I know what I'm doing. I could confidently charge people and come in with confidence and that I have a lot of references, like you said. So, obviously, looking through your portfolio, you've obviously worked with huge, huge companies like Nike and Adidas and things like that. So, how long did it really take and how did you start getting in contact with such big names? We pretty much did outreach. Mm-hmm. So my team, you know, we, we purchase different programs um, like Redbooks or Winmo or different programs like that that give you access to big databases. And we started reaching out to brands saying, hey, we want to do this. We want to do that. And law, law of average, if you hit up enough people, somebody's going to say yes. And that's exactly what happened. There's no science to it. We hit up a bunch of people. We were consistent. We followed up. We showed them what we wanted to do. We brought something to the table already instead of just telling them, hey, we want to work with you. We told them, hey, this is what we want to do. This is, this is it. This is the campaign. It's done. We just need your green light. We just need to get going. And that's it. That's all we did. Yeah. And in terms of your whole outreach, I know, like I said, everyone wants to start SMA. It's, it's a popping business. So how do you differentiate yourself in terms of client outreach than other people who are doing similar marketing agencies? man, it's so hard to answer that question because we all think that we have something special, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and people don't like on the receiving end, they don't give a shit because they're just getting a bunch of messages of people who think they're better than everyone and that they have the next big idea. Mm -hmm. I guess at that point, it's a matter of, of confidence. They hear the confidence in the, in your voice. They see it. They like your idea. They see the track record. They see the team. They feel the vibe on the call or on the presentation you make. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to make an educated decision. And if they don't decide right away, it's all about the follow-up. A lot of people don't follow up. They get mad that, that people ignored them or that, you know, they get butt hurt. But mm-hmm. most of the deals are closed on the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Majority of the deals are closed on the follow-up. Even if it takes you a month, two, three, four, five months sometimes. It's taking you up to two years to close a client one time. Two wow. years. You just have to be consistent. You have to be resilient. Like you can't, you know, you can't give up. You also have to analyze when it's good to stop. Like, Hey, this person's genuinely not interested, but sometimes people, it's not the time or the budget isn't right, or they're going through employee changes or whatever. And you have to recognize that and you have to be able to pivot and shift with them and show them that you're able to stick it out and that you actually want to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. When you, when you pursue something enough and you continue to bring it value, eventually you become indispensable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously in terms of timing, like you said, people have, have things going on. So it's not like they might not be interested. It's just now is not the right time for them. And speaking of timing, things like that, like we discussed earlier, social media marketing, it's definitely a business that a lot of people want to get into because of it's not as uh, expensive to get into because you don't need like thousands, thousands of dollars to start pitching to, to potential clients or even getting a trial run. The whole marketing uh their budget comes from them and not from you. So that's what, that's why really it's, it's a popular business model. So in terms of the future of social media marketing, where do you see your industry or your specific UADP business headed in the next few years? Where do I see it? I really see it in us concentrating on really cultivating and nurturing our, the brands that we own ourselves, mm-hmm. learning from that, scaling that. And then along the way, meeting people who, who own beautiful businesses, who want to scale, who are on the same page as us so we could work with them. 
right? We don't want to just work with anyone. We're not up for business. Like you could just call us and book something. It doesn't work that way because not everybody's an ideal client, at least in my business. In my business, our client has to actually have resources, have an actual business set up for running, have a good product and ethical business values, ethical product. Okay. And they have to be informed because I'll give you an example. You go to the doctor, you know, when you go to the doctor, do you tell the doctor what to do? No. When you go to, 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 to a lawyer or you have to go to court, do you tell your lawyer what to say to the judge? Nope. No. And even though you're a business owner and you're maybe hiring an agency, you do have a level of input that you're entitled to. At the end of the day, you're working with professionals who know what they're doing. Exactly. Otherwise, you would be doing it yourself. So for us, it's very important to have to, to, for, for the client to have that knowledge of what's going on, that experience, that understanding and respect for the work in order for the relationship to thrive. Because most of the time, it's not the skill that's missing or that you can't grow the company. Most of the time, it's the communication between the client and the agency itself that could be damaged. And, that, and the, obviously, sales and scaling of the company get affected in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. That's something that not a lot of people really take into account when, when they're first getting started and things like that. Uh, but just kind of to wrap it up, do you, what is the one piece of advice, the one action, one piece of value you can give to the listeners so that they can pause this episode right now and just go start doing what is the, the final piece of advice, whether that be something uh, conceptual with their mind or a physical step of action that they should take. Stop making excuses. There's no, it's not rocket science. Just get up and fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you want to start an agency? Great. Go open a Squarespace. Great. Go open a Webflow. Great. Go open a WordPress. Don't know how to do it? Great. Go on freelancer, hire somebody. Don't have money? Okay, that fucking sucks. Learn how to use Squarespace. It'll take you like two hours to build a nice website. And just do it. Like, stop waiting for something to happen. Stop mm-hmm. bitching about money. Stop. 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 Mm-hmm. Just, just get it done. And that's all it is. There's no... There's no rocket science to it, bro. You know this. Look at you. You're recording episodes, recording, 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 consistently mm-hmm. dropping, consistently dropping, reaching out. You are doing it. Mm-hmm. Other exactly. people over there are like, oh my God, it would be so cool to have a podcast. That's so dope. Oh, look at his podcast cover. He's on everything. Yeah, because you don't do shit. You know? Exactly. You don't do shit. You just sit there scrolling on Instagram all day, looking to get entertained instead of creating something out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem people have. So the one piece of advice is if you like something, go do it tomorrow or fuck it. Not tomorrow. Now, do it right now. Pause, pause this episode. Podcast, get out. Open up an Asana or open up whatever the hell you got to open up. Make yourself accountable. Assign your, yourself some tasks. Get a Google calendar. Start setting meetings. Start oh, yeah. setting brainstorming sessions. Start outreaching. And I guarantee you in the next two weeks, you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. In the next exactly. two weeks, you're going to see results. And those results are going to motivate you. And then after that, you, there's no going back. But it's just getting that first step. Exactly, man. That's definitely something I'm doing with my calendar. My calendar used to be so empty and now I'm like, I have things booked to the hour, just scheduling podcasts, scheduling time to perfect my craft and things like Facebook advertising and just general things like that. It's, it's so important to make sure you're organized because if you're not organized, you're just taking random acts of, of taking action, then you're never going to get anywhere. So having a sense of direction and the whole appointments thing is very, very important. Um, but honestly, Alex, this episode has been crazy, crazy valuable, not only for me, but I know for the listeners that are going to be listening to this, definitely provide a lot of value and thank you again for hopping on, uh, just like a final thing, where can people find out more about you, plug your social media, your podcast and things like that. Yeah, guys. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, bro. It's really, really cool. I think that people that are listening to your show should continue to listen to it because you are pretty much 
one of us. You know, you're an entrepreneur, you're somebody that's growing and you're selflessly giving value consistently, Mm -hmm. right? And you have really great relationships too, which you could leverage for your audience. And you know, you could bring your, your audience a lot of value. Mm-hmm. As far as my plugs, man, I, I'm, I'm very, very excited about our podcast right now. Our podcast is streaming on all major platforms, Spotify, Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anything you could really think of, we're on it. It's called the Hustle Inspires Hustle Podcast. It's a self-development entrepreneurship and marketing podcast. You can find this by searching Hustle Inspires Hustle or Alex Quinn. My last name is with one N, not two. So you could find this there. Or uh, and listen to it, or you could just visit my social media, Hustle Inspires Hustle or MR, Mr. Alex Quinn. I post all of my stuff there, absolutely everything, marketing hacks. Uh, we do, we're going to start doing a lot of cool webinars. We're, gonna, we're doing a lot, a lot of cool stuff where we're just bringing communities together. So people that want to learn and people that really want to be out there, this is the best move. Follow us on social media, engage with our posts, and you're going to see that you're going to start seeing a lot of value. 100%. All right, Alex, thank you again, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. You got it, bro. Thank you so much, guys.